choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo, what up? It's Kels. I'm back for another week. Shall we begin? Ha! Game of Thrones is back. Sorry, switching up the intros a little bit. Anyway, this is uh, Kel. Thanks for asking Kel's radio. It's episode 111, 111. Um, how's everybody doing? I'm good. Um, it's hot as hell outside. Um, and let's get started. First, I want to say the uh, feedback and the response to last week's episode was out. It was, like, amazing. I didn't realize y'all was going to appreciate that so much. I just was really trying to tell about my vacation, but it was I, I appreciate the love, and I'm glad y'all enjoyed it. But I listened back because I listened back, trying to reduce my ums and my pauses and things like that. And I noticed that I was saying Whitney a lot, but we didn't go to Whitney. So whenever I'm saying Whitney, I meant Oak Alley. I'm sorry. Um, so we went to Oak Alley and went to Laura. So when I was saying at the Whitney, at the Whitney, I meant at Oak Alley. That's an odd name for a plant. The house didn't have a name at Oak Alley. At Oak Alley. So I don't know. I just changed it to the Whitney, but whatever. So I just wanted to let y'all know that because I was listening like, wait, this don't make sense. But anyway, um, yeah, I said y'all should go. Like, if you ever go to New Orleans, Louisiana, go. It's it's fascinating, especially if you're black, man. Like, so so much history. All right, so let's get started. So this is episode one eleven. Uh, yours and negritude. So I wasn't. Gonna, I have two yours and negritudes. I really only have one, but the first one is minor. It's going. To Rihanna, y'all. I just want to give her real quick for her um, surprise pop up at the Valerian premiere. Um, she was scheduled, she's scheduled to be at the European one, but I, I didn't hear anything about her being at the U.S. one. But she popped up and she uh, was on Snap and everything, and it was cool. I'm gonna go see the movie just because I'm a Rihanna fan and I support Rihanna. Actually, the movie, I don't know, it might be okay. It looks like kind of like an Avatar type deal where you just kind of really go to see the effects. I ain't like Avatar. I ain't need to see them effects, but um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go. Um, just to see it, but I heard she's in it for like five, ten minutes, but I heard she steals the show in the five, ten minutes that she is in it, so, shout out to her, and then shout out to Game of Thrones is back, oh, I'm so excited, I feel like we waited so long, um, I'm gonna discuss it, uh, later, but I think what I might do, since we have all these other shows to discuss, and I realized I never really got into Game of Thrones, like, in depth, like I wanted to, and like, talk about it, and my theories and how I think about different characters. We do it a lot on the t- on the TL, but I might just do a little special episode for Game of Thrones just this season. My predictions, what I think, what I thought, etc. Um, we'll see, but I'll, I'll do it briefly on here. But I feel like you know, Game of Thrones is so much and it's so layered and it's so deep. I can't really just throw it up with these other shows I review. So that's why I, you know. But I'm gonna go through it really quick. So, but. Let's move on to uh, the current events we have for the week. And there are actually quite a few. This is not going to be two hours, I promise. So I'm going to go through as quickly as I can. Um, The first one is um, we have another police shooting of a uh, reportedly unarmed and non-threatening citizen. But this time, plot twist, it's a white woman with blonde hair and blue eyes from Australia that was shot in Minnesota, and the cop that shot her was Somali black. And lo and behold, usually when these shootings occur, we can't get the officer's name, we can't get no information, people leak the videos to the, you know, the Twitter feed or whatever, that's how we found out. Lo and behold, this shooting, we got all kind of information. We know the officer's name, we know his entire nationality, date of birth, uh, genetic code, going all the way back to his first ancestor, we know his address, we know his zip code, we know his phone number, uh, we know how long he's joined the force, um, there's even some facts that have come out of, of an incident that just happened yesterday, supposedly he was scared by fire works, no, then he was scared by explosion, no, then it was a loud boom, uh, then it was a pit bull barking, you know, all kind of stories this man was uh, uh, startled by that made him shoot and kill this woman. The Prime Minister of Australia is like, yo, what the fuck, y'all, you know, what's going on? So, um, you know, interesting, I'm, um, you know, 
it's called Black Lives Matter, but that's because it's usually black people getting shot down, but it's really about police brutality and police non-professionalism and what the fuck is going on with these police, so, you know, mention her too, even though she's a white woman, but it's the same thing, it's the same issue, your police are not trained, your police don't know how to de-escalate, your police are not competent, your police probably shouldn't have this job if a firecracker scares you to the point where you shoot an innocent person, (coughs) excuse me, sorry y'all, I don't be having to cough all day until it's time to record. Um, so yeah, interesting how 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 that's going to come out because we don't use we don't we haven't seen now. We're seeing you know where the blue lives matter people at, but now we're seeing tweets. Oh, this is horrible. This is why you shouldn't have diversity hires and all this dumb shit. It's just interesting how the story getting twisted. And I'm pretty sure this woman's going to get justice. I'm pretty sure this white woman that that guy's going to get. They're going to make an example out of him. What they're going to use him to be like, yeah, see, we are fair. All those other shootings of those innocent people, that was justified. Those officers were scared for their lives. But this guy, he didn't follow our rules. He didn't follow our procedures. He didn't do nothing. And he's going to go to jail. Guarantee you that woman's going to get justice. And it's going to be interesting how many people are going to be willing to um, acknowledge that hypocrisy and acknowledge that racism. I'm going to be waiting to see, but I'm not going to be holding my breath. But I guarantee to you that this person, this white woman, gets justice. You would hope that this would be the thing that finally sets off reform and finally gets them to see what we're talking about. But I doubt it because I think they're going to play that this is an isolated incident. This officer was poorly trained. And, you know, the same shit we say about all these motherfucking officers. Never should have had the job. I'm sure if he had uh, any kind of, like, any kind of incident or or you know, ticket in kindergarten or any, you know, sold somebody crayon in the third grade, I'm sure they're going to be letting us know about that to um, indicate that, you know, he's just a piece of shit person and, you know, not indicative of all the rest of y'all piece of shit officers who do the same thing. So, yeah, I'm keep, keep my eye on that. But um, I, I, I expect that she'll get justice. Um, this is another thing I wanted to touch on, and this because it's personal to me. So, uh, last week, it started circulating that uh, Madonna had called Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston mediocre. Now, we all know that's clickbait. We all know people can't read. We all know people can't analyze. And this is all I'm going to say about it. I'm not going to argue. I read the full quote. First, I ignored it because it was from some, you know, blog site. You know, half this shit be lies anyway. Um, but she's not come and said it was a lie. So, and I read it. And it was a full It was a full quote from her, and I believe she said it. Um, I read it. I don't think that she said she was calling Whitney and Mariah's voice or their talent or their career mediocre. I think she was referring to their personal lives and um, their image. Because if you're my age or older, you know that when Madonna was out, Madonna got a lot of flat. Madonna was the first, um, you know, she got kicked off of Pepsi for being too controversial. So, you know, Madonna got, got called all kind of sluts, all kind of hoes. She got slut-shamed, like the shit that we know about now, like crazy. She wasn't talented. She was just selling sex. A lot of the same shit y'all say about girls nowadays. Um, Madonna was just, like, trashy, you know, oh, well, that's not real music. She's, you know, all kind of shit was said about her. And so what I think, she, but she had, I mean, she's a legend, and she had a great career, and she owned much of the 80s and the 90s, like it or not, like, and again, I've said before, and I'll say it again, Madonna is the, is the pop star that taught these pop stars how to pop star, especially the white girls, you know, because she came into a genre that was, up until that point, considered to be urban and black, and, and crossed over into it, and, you know, made herself into the icon she is, and she ruled the charts for decades, like, I know we laugh at Madonna now, sit your old ass down, but from, like, 83 straight through to, like, 98, Madonna ruled the charts. Madonna was it. Madonna has hits upon hits upon hits. Madonna has the most hits of anybody in in music still to this day. The only two people close to her are Rihanna and and Mariah, and they are way behind by, like, double digits. Um, And so, during her time, and she was contrasted against the Whitney Houstons and the Janet Jacksons, and there's an interview, there's a clip that was going around where they asked Janet what's the difference between her and Madonna, and I love Janet, Janet, Janet Jackson to death, but she basically implied that, you know, yeah, we do the same thing, she's talented, I'm not going to take it away from her, but, you know, what I, she's, what I do is, is, is classy, 
And it was kind of that thing. And so what I think Madonna was trying to say was, all my career, they've always put me up against, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I have these songs and I have these hits and I'm these great icons, but I'm never going to be Whitney or I'm never going to be Mariah because I'm trash or I'm a slut or I'm a hoe or I'm this or I'm a that. And, that, and she, what she said was, and those people are held up as paragons of virtue when really they're mediocre. So I think that she was referring to what we all know now is that Whitney's personal life was what it was. She had her issues, rest in peace. She had her issues with drugs and all that, you know, pristine, you know, image was just that, an image. And, you know, in real life, she might have been just as wild or even more wild doing even more sort of shit than Madonna was. So that's what I think she was trying to say. That's what I feel. That's what, when you read it, I think that's how it reads. If you say somebody's held up as a paragon of virtue, but they're really mediocre, I don't think that you're saying that they sing mediocre. And I know that's not what she's saying because Madonna has given, Madonna is the type of artist who gives other artists their props. The only time she'll drag you is with the situation with Gaga where she feels like, you know, you might be copying her a little bit or you might be trying to shade her a little bit or not give her the proper credit or not give her her props or act like what she did wasn't no big deal. But generally, she gives people their props. So I don't think that she would ever call a Whitney Houston mediocre because Whitney Houston was not mediocre. We know that. Whitney Houston was one of the greatest voices there ever was and would never be a voice like that. Mariah Carey, same thing. So I just wanted to say that because... Y'all don't like Madonna, y'all ain't gotta like Madonna, y'all don't have to like Madonna, but, you know, as y'all do with a lot of people, y'all decide y'all don't like folks, and then y'all just, like, jump and both feet in, and, you know, whether that's what was said or intended or not, and I don't think she was calling Whitney uh, mediocre. Alright, um, Luther Vandross is boring, sorry, um, fool or love you, I don't even know if you listen to this, probably not. Uh, I just wanted to say that because they had, there was one of those one gotta go, and um, it was Whitney, Prince, Luther, and Michael Jackson, and a lot of you seem to be upset because I wanted to get rid of Luther, you got damn right, I'm not throwing Whitney, Michael, or Prince overboard for no fucking Luther Vandross, I'm not shade of Luther, Luther was a great voice, great singer, born as hell, um, and you can have all his catalog after he lost weight, except for Dance With My Father, which I love, and um, This Christmas. All the rest of that shit you can have. Fat Luther was dope, but we could just pay Whitney to sing Fat Luther songs, The Voice. So, just wanted to say that. Y'all talking about that y'all love making music. You need to put on some goddamn Eddie James. That's music that you, that you make the love to. Not no goddamn barn-ass Luther Vandross. Alright. Moving on to... Um... So, oh, I'll do that last because I gotta ask y'all something. R. Kelly. So, the news is broken that R. Kelly is holding these girls in a cult. Some kind of, I don't know, some kind of cult. Um, I'm not gonna talk long on it. Uh, we, the, the R. Kelly story is long. It has been detailed. It has been chronicled, journaled, written about, spoken about in detail. Um, all I want to say is, um, Y'all get on my nerves with this. R. Kelly's a creep. R. Kelly is a sexual molester. R. Kelly's a predator. This has been known. He married Leah when she was 14 years old. That's all you should need to know. There is never any reason or excuse on the world for why a 29-year-old man is marrying a 15, 14, 15-year-old girl. Fuck out my face. I don't want to hear it. You're crazy. Um, But this notion that whatever, that's that girl parents' fault I think the whole family's scamming I think they sent their daughter over there and maybe R. Kelly was paid them or something and he didn't and that's what all this foolishness is about but whatever, if you if you were in 2017 handing your daughter over to R. Kelly you know what the fuck you're doing I, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to hear your excuses I blame, I blame a lot of shit on parents I don't have a kid, a lot of people get real defensive but I'm sorry, part of the reason why I don't have kids is because I just don't want to it's a great responsibility, it's a huge responsibility and I don't want to fuck it up and I don't want to raise a little serial killer or just be a terrible parent, or just be these kind of, just make an ashy nigga, like the world is too many ashy niggas and ashy bitches in the world, and I don't want to add to another one, so I, you know, I just opt out, but, you know, these parents, they, they, it's a lot of parents that pimp their kids, or whatever, they think they're gonna get a check, so yeah, go over to, to R. Kelly, like, come on, man, ain't nobody in 2017, if you're trying to get a music career, R. Kelly, that nigga ain't had a hit in decades, that nigga ain't been hot in decades, so, I mean, you'd be better off with Chris Brown, I mean, Chris Brown's a piece of shit, but I mean, we ain't never heard of him raping nobody, he just beat bitches ass. he beat bitches up, but we ain't never heard about him, you know, raping nobody, keeping nobody in no kind of cult, 
I mean, so, you know, he let you go. He let you out. So, as long as you stay, you might have to get a restraining order against that nigga or something like that. But, you know, you you, you can get out. So, I, I, I don't, I, I just, I don't have nothing to say about that. But, like, y'all got to stop acting like, oh, well, those, those R. Kelly charges were hidden. They were not. Listen, children, I know that y'all think that before the internet, before Facebook, and not before the internet, before Facebook and Twitter, everybody was sitting around a little fucking fire with uh, two cans and a string connected and, and banging out smoke signals and just, you know, with sticks and stones and grunting and shit and just getting news by a fucking um, sparrow sent from the North Wall. But we weren't. Okay, prior to the internet, we had things called magazines, and we had the shit called TV that we would turn on, and it would be news stories, and we had shows like 106 and Park, and all this stuff on BET and MTV News, and all this stuff that gave us the latest information, and we watched it every day, and no, it wasn't as fast as Twitter, but I mean, we watched it every day, and we had news stories, and it came on, and, and we had things called Vibe, and, and, and um, Rolling Stone, and all these uh, magazines and publications that, you know, people actually bought from the newsstand or got their mail and opened it and flipped through it and it was words on the pages and we, you know, we read the words and we understood we went, our school was still good back then so we understood and we comprehended and we, this is how we found information, this is how we found news and that R. Kelly story was everywhere, it was not only on BET, they had a whole interview with Torre, there was a show that used to come on called The Boondocks, maybe you heard of it if not, you should check it out, they had did a whole, two episodes on it um, it was wide news, it was well well known, it was not a secret, it was reported on in depth, there were several stories written about it, this R. Kelly thing was not hidden, it was not uh, kept down, everybody knew about it, so um, I'm not accepting in 2017 that you're saying that you didn't know anything about it and, and I'm also not accepting that well you know, there was a trial, but they found him not guilty, you niggas have an incredible ability to, you know, as soon as you want to justify some fuck shit, all of a sudden you're leaning on these bullshit ass courts same court that let uh, George Zimmerman off same court that let all these cops off the same court that uh, sends people to jail you know, have people sitting in jail for a dollar bail, the same court that got all these people locked up for selling marijuana, but that shit is legal, you know, in all these states now, but as soon as y'all want to justify some fuck shit or some bullshit, or just don't want to be wrong, all the, the Cosby and the R. Kelly and the OJ and everybody else all said, well, they was found not guilty in the court of law. Not guilty in the court of law don't mean you didn't do it. Okay? It just means that either the prosecutor was horrible, or the jury was dumb as fuck nine times out of ten, it's the jury was dumb as fuck, or you had a bunch of the ignorant motherfuckers on the jury, like some of y'all out there saying the dumb shit that y'all say. Don't mean you didn't do it. Okay? I, I don't got nothing to say. If you taking, if you taking your daughter to, to R. Kelly, you taking her to be abused, you taking her to get pimped out because you think I don't know you gonna get some money, you get some fame, you get a recording contract. I don't know. But there ain't no. First of all, first of all, let's say I did believe your story and you thought, okay, this is R. Kelly, and whatever y'all want to call a musical genius, fine. I ain't never liked that nigga music that much. Only album he had was TP Two. All the rest of that shit sound sound like pig feet to me. All that step in the lane of love, all that bullshit. I never liked it. Whatever, it's okay. Y'all know I'm not big on Joe, uh, R&B. A lot of shit y'all like, the Jodeci's, the R. Kelly, all the, ah, Keith Sweat, 90s ass, R&B. Y'all can have all that shit. Give me the shit from the 60s, 70s, 80s. That's real music. I sound like an old get-off-my-grass nigga, but whatever. Okay? Fuck all that music. I ain't think that shit was all that. I like the TP2. Um, that was a good album from beginning to end. Playthrough album. Loved it. All the rest of that shit could do it out. Um... But let's say you did think that. Let's say you did think in 2017, R. Kelly, Wayne hit it, had to hit his goddamn self in 10, 15 years, 17 years actually, but okay. You know, he could probably still put a song together. You don't need to deliver your children, your child, your daughter to no house. Nigga, where's the studio at? What time is it booked for? Okay, we'll be there at that time. For how many hours? Okay. Yeah, who's going to be there? The producer, the songwriter? Great. Okay, let's go. There you go, record your songs, you got it, you got it good, okay, see you later, when's the next recording, then you don't deliver your daughters in no fucking house or chain of houses for this nigga, are you stupid? So, I'm not buying that shit, I think that, fam- I think that family sold that girl, they hoeing that girl, they pimping that girl, and maybe R. Kelly ain't paid them, or whatever the case, and that's what's going on. And um, I do think it's a cult. I mean, you know, they call it a cult. I do think it's something because she released a video and everybody saw a dude in the shadow telling her what to say. But not even that. She had on a turtleneck and some long sleeves, some gray turtleneck and some long sleeves. Just the middle of the summer. Who was wearing a turtleneck and gray and, and, and long sleeves? And if you're not a captive and if you can come and go as you please, then when the story came out, whether you should just went home. Like, hey, 
look here I'm home with my parents I don't know what they're talking about they're tripping um I'm where I want to be, it's not a problem but since everybody seems to think I'm kidnapped, here I go I'm not kidnapped, I'm at my parents' house here's the car I drove, or the bus I came in, or the Uber I took I'm free to go, but I'm gonna go back over there now, cause that's where I want to be cause girl 19 years old legally, if you, listen 19 and however old he is, 50 years old, that's too much of an age difference for me, but I just always say I mean, if them young girls wouldn't waste their young girls years bouncing on them old balls I mean, I I, I know, you you being manipulative and you trying to manipulate young girls, you're trying to mold them all that, I get it, but they're 18, they're legal, the law says, the country says, the culture says, at 18, you can make your own decisions, you can fuck your life up if you want to, so, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say, yeah, it's wrong, yeah, it's abusive, yeah, it's part of, you know, patriarchal society and all that shit, but... You know, I just don't know what can be done about it. And, I mean, it, to me, it's not the same. I mean, 18 is young. Like, you're still a teenager. But, you know, 23, 24, some of these girls be with these 50, 60-year-old dudes old enough to be their dad. I mean, I get it. It's nasty and it's gross. But, I mean, hey, I, that's if you want to waste your good years, which is what the 20s are, the years that you do all the wild shit that you want to do and get it out your system with some old nigga, you know, ain't my business, it is not my business um, I don't, you know I don't think it's I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to say like, I, I don't have that visceral I mean, yes, it's an exp, exp, exploitative exploitative, whatever, relationship because, yes, the older person is is more worldly and knows more than the younger person I'm just always like, for me, I'm just like what the fuck y'all talking about, like, I don't even like, I'm, I'm not even 60, I'm, I'm old nigga, but I'm not and I don't have nothing to say to, like, a 23, 24-year-old. You niggas is clowns in me. Like, y'all ain't... I don't want to talk to no 23, 24-year-old. So I don't know what somebody twice my age want to talk to. You know? Or, uh, so, but that's me. You know? But again, but then again, you know, hey, the young girls look good. A lot of these older chicks, they bitter. They set in their ways. They got all these children. Or, you know, they just trying to look for... Listen, I'm not judging. All I'm saying is... I'm not here for you and your excuses and your didn't knows and your innocence and your naivete for R. Kelly. You know what the shit was. And I don't know what the situation was, but, you know, everybody involved knew what that shit was. And, and, and if you not going to tell me that you ain't know about R. Kelly, you're not going to tell me that he was found not... First of all, he never went to trial. That's the first thing. He paid everybody off to not press charges, which is why he's not in jail now. But you're not going to tell me he wasn't known about. It's been well documented. It's been well written. And, um... You know, I ain't got no. I, I don't know. I ain't got nothing to say about them girls. Is hopefully they come to their senses. But what you want me to do about it? Um, Mike Vick and Colin Kaepernick, another situation. Um, I've, I, t- I came on here and I told y'all before what I think about Colin Kaepernick. I support him. You know, I I, I think again. I I think I didn't know he wanted to play. If he wanted, I thought when he did what he did, he understood that you know he might be blackballed. Um, I'm not saying it's right. I just thought he understood that. I think he could have not. I'm not. Let me choose my words carefully. I think that he could have protested what he wanted to protest, got the message across that he wanted to get across, take the stand that he wanted to take a stand in a less, um, in a way that wouldn't make it so, because I don't want to say controversial, and I don't want to say fuck you, because that's sort of what protest is about. And Muhammad Ali, who is my favorite human being ever to exist on this planet, said fuck you in a lot of ways. So it's not not trying to say that, but you you could have done it in a way that made it harder for them to do to you what they are doing now. In other words, and this is just my opinion, the kneeling, I get it. I get what you were doing. You don't want to stand for the flag. You don't want to stand for the national anthem. I get it. I just feel like the kneeling was a little bit dramatic and it was a little bit theatrical. Not meaning that it wasn't sincere and it was just for show, meaning that there were other... if. If it was me, meaning that you're making a show of it, right? You're making it easy for them to distract from what you're really protesting, which is the shooting of 
unarmed black and brown people by police. You made it easy for them to distract and, and talk around that and talk about this flag issue. You disrespecting the flag. If you would have maybe just stayed on the bench, or if you would just put your fists in the air, whatever, a, a, a more artful way is what I'm trying to say to do it. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. I think if you would have thought it out a little more, then you might not be in this situation. But again, when you did what you did, I thought you were saying, fuck it, I got enough money. If I don't play, I don't play. Um, I think what they're doing to you is bullshit. I think Michael Vick, who's a convicted felon for uh, fighting and killing dogs, which is a ch bullshit charge, I think, for him. But either way, to get on, to have him bring him on TV, and as, as if your situation and his situation is comparable, he needs to rehab his image. Rehab his image for what? Because he's, he did a protest as well as in his rights because he wants to protest the unarmed shooting of civilians? He don't need to rehab his image. He's a fucking NFL player. He did do nothing wrong. Nothing at all. It's, first of all, it's not required to stand for this national anthem. The whole, the whole, the whole situation is fucking stupid. He got to cut his hair. He have to cut his hair. Half the white boys in the league got these fucking big beards and long ass hair and look a fucking mess. But Kaepernick got to cut his hair. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. That fucking white cracker man bullshit. That sound like some shit they gave you to read, Michael Vick. And, I, and as much as people stood behind you when they tried to run you out the league for that bullshit they do, for your coon ass to get up there and say that. Personally, I'm not even going to call him a coon. I just think the boy's not smart. I think he don't have the range. I think he all he knows is what he knows, and that's what he got up there and said. I don't think he has the mental capacity to analyze the layers of the situation and what the situation is really bad about in the way that Shannon Sharp did. Shannon Sharp on um, whatever that show with him and Skip, uh, what's Skip last name? Whatever, Skip. That show, the way he analyzed it, the intelligence he put in that, the way he articulated and said exactly what the point was, I just don't think Michael Vick has that uh, level of cognitive ability. I think that Michael Vick is the type of dude that you got to put a piece of paper in front of him and make sure he memorizes it and knows how to pronounce everything, and he only knows what he knows, which was his situation. You got to cut your hair, and, you gotta, and he's trying to get a job, clearly. And so they sat him up there and told him to say what he said for his situation. You was a convicted felon, Michael Vick. You had went to jail, and you were trying to go on redemption tour to get back into the NFL. So, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. The same way somebody's on parole, they got to show up, they got to cut their hair, they got to wear a suit, they got to play the game, they got to look presentable, they gotta look non-threatening because they're a criminal, Colin Kaepernick ain't no fucking criminal so, um, it's a bunch of bullshit, um, they keep trying to say that he's not on the team because of his play which is also bullshit, because there's some trash ass niggas, uh, fucking um, Kirk Cousins they trying to pay him, that nigga's trash I'm sorry Washington Redskins fans y'all the most, I don't, everybody within the sound of my voice who's not a Washington Redskins fan that watch football, y'all know how about watching the Redskins fan? Them motherfuckers are unrealistic and detached from reality as fuck. And I'm an Eagles fan, and I'm saying that. And y'all, everybody knows it's true. When we trash, we know we trash. These motherfuckers think Kirk Cousins is a Super Bowl is a, is an elite quarterback. Are you fucking kidding me? Kirk fucking Cousins. Colin Kaepernick's better than Kirk Cousins. Okay, Kirk Cousins is still in the league. He's better than a lot of these motherfucking quarterbacks. So it's clearly not about his play. That's a bunch of bullshit, and everybody knows it. Okay, it's because those white men and those corporate offices, who the fuck does this fucking black bastard think he is with his fucking afro and on TV saying black lives matter, fuck black lives, fuck him. That's what that shit is about, and everybody knows it. And that's all I want to say about that. The last thing is the story of Delta with this white man and his filthy family got kicked off the plane because his kids had lice and he's trying to make Delta wrong. It's like, dude, do you know how out of line and how ridiculous your story has to be for you to get, for people to be uh, siding with an airline? <laughs> like, if they didn't drag people off the plane, like, airlines are horrible, but, like, dude, lice, they shut down whole schools for lice. Lice, lice is dirty. Lice is, yes, you get kicked off the plane for lice because nobody wants lice in their hair because that's dirty and only filthy, dirty people get lice. I'm sorry. You on the Twitter talking about that's the thing that millions of kids get. Millions of dirty kids get it. I've lived my whole life, and I ain't never known nobody to have lice. Only story of lice I ever heard of was from my cousin who lives in West Virginia a long time ago. Um, they, you know, He told me somebody, his his. Mom told me that somebody at the school had lice. This was in West Virginia. These were some poor trailer park, poor white trash people. Like, that's the kind of people who have lice. 
Regular people do not have lice. I ain't never in my life heard of no. That's some filthy shit. And then you trying to pretend like everything was fine, and then he got on the plane, and all of a sudden he had lice. Nah, B. And, and the story was that the airline attendant came over and saw the lice in his head. Lice have to hatch, bro. Lice, first they start out as little, little eggs, which is usually when people find them. Usually when people see the lice egg, that's when they send you home from school and they make you wash with that shampoo and they send a note and everybody go out so, so that they don't hatch. When it actually hatching the lice, that means that shit been in your hair for a while and it has turned into a knit and then it's turned into a lice. You're dirty. Delta was absolutely correct to kick you off the plane and people get CPS calling them for their kids having lice. Like, that's how dirty that shit is. And if the kid got lice, y'all got lice too because that's how lice works. It don't just stay in your hair. So, ugh. Delta, absolutely correct to kick you off the plane. You're bugging. Um, alright. I got through that pretty fast, I think. Um, I'm going to Bourbon Ball. If anybody's going to Bourbon Ball, I'll see y'all there. I'm stressed out about my outfit. I don't know what I want to wear. Well, I do know what I want to wear, but I don't necessarily want to spend the money on it because it's, you know, uh, how many times am I really, it's just real fancy tux I want to get, but like, how many times am I going to wear this thing and I'm not trying to spend all this money, so I'm trying to find something that can also wear to work. So, I'm stressed, but I think this last couple days, I think I finally figured it out what I'm going to wear. Um, and it's, it's, I'm, it's going to be something I can also wear to work, but it's going to be pretty nice and formal. Um, alright, so if y'all going, see y'all there, say hi, holla, whatever. Okay, moving on to shit we watched. So, I didn't do Love and Hip Hop Atlanta last week because the show was running long. We'll do it this week. Um, thank God the reunion was only two episodes. Y'all know they try to stress the shit out. There was no need to stress it out. Thanks, get, thank goodness they didn't. Um, it was a few bright spots on there. Tommy, I like Tommy, but I think Tommy needs medication. Tommy seemed bipolar or, or off to me or something. She just snaps too quick. I've said this before. She go from zero to 100, back to zero, way too fast. One minute she's smiling, next minute she's breaking down crying. I think she has a mood disorder. But I will say that I think this season was fucked up. But they brought her mother on. Her mother is a terrible mother. Her mother's trash. Tommy was just trying to better her life and trying to, you know, you got to cut. Just be, I tell you people all the time, just because somebody is family, they don't mean shit. If they're stressing you out, if they fucking not going and moving in the direction you're trying to move in or if they just a pain in the fucking ass you don't owe it to them, okay You only, like Jay said, set the price live your life, okay so Tommy is trying to do that, she's trying to set her price she's trying to live her life, and they just kept forcing this relationship with her mother and so her mother is trash, her mother did not do right by her, and these people on the show trying to act like they just arguing over some little petty shit, and why don't y'all just get together, she has said over and over again that she doesn't want to get together she's trying to improve herself and get on with her life and break out of these cycles and her mother is not her mother's very manipulative her mother's not taking any responsibility her mother's trying to put the onus on Tommy and her mother just wants to be forgiven but she don't want to make amends she's doing all this getting on her knees and all this manipulative shit and you know I just, I, I just thought it was wrong. I don't think she should have been on there, and I did not like the way they kept trying to push that relationship and push that reconciliation because I don't think it was healthy, and I don't think it's what Tommy needed. I think Tommy is correct. She need to love her from afar. Just people like that, and her mama is one. And and her mama was not trying at all. Her mother just wanted to be, play the victim, and 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 you know everything was. I'm your mother, and you gotta respect me. I ain't gotta respect shit. Okay, and, Tom, and it's not like Tommy wasn't being clear about why she was upset. Tommy was saying the things that this woman did to her and why she was upset. And, and, you know, it's not like she was just not communicating or just being a dumbass herself. She's clearly said what her issues was with her mother and, and, and how they weren't addressed. And every time they tried to force them together, we saw exactly what she was talking about because it was just, I did the best by you. I, I stole for you. Like, you know, trying to guilt her. Like, nigga, you had me. I didn't have you. These parents that act like they, you know, you owe them so much. You brought me into this world. It's your responsibility to take care of me. You're supposed to do that. I don't owe you shit. You know? I don't. I love you, and, and, and I appreciate everything you did for me, but you're supposed to do that. I didn't ask to come here. That's your job. That's your responsibility as a parent. I don't like these parents who try to put this guilt trip in this. You owe me this, and you owe me that. Do I? I owe my child. If I decide to have a child, I owe them because I decide to have them, and that's, and, and that's the responsibility. So, that part um, stuck out. 
Dime, congratulations. You come a long way. Because when you came on the show, you was a hot mess. You engaged now. You seem like you're getting your life together and good for you. Um, Jocelyn, you know, I, again, I defended Jocelyn. A lot of people told me it was wrong. I don't care. I'm still going to defend Jocelyn. Jocelyn has her. I just think Jocelyn just need like, the advanced therapy course. Like, like, she got the basic course, and she got, like, halfway through the intermediate, but she doesn't have all the tools. Because, honestly, like, I, I, Jocelyn be tripping with, you know, but I don't I don't think she was so wrong. What she basically, what Jocelyn was saying, Jocelyn didn't want to come on a reunion show because basically she was saying is, I don't want to film, I, she only wanted to film with Dime and Melissa and Stevie. The three people that she gets along with. She was like, I don't get along with Mimi. I don't get along. We all are going, it's going to be fussing and fighting and argument. I don't want to do that. I don't want to get on there and be acting a fucking fool. So let me just film with these people. And they didn't want to do it. They wanted her to be on there talking. So I didn't think she was wrong for that. I did not think she was wrong for that. Which, you know, I I didn't think she was. They did it before, like they did it before, where they was off in the room. We don't want to, I don't want to be fussing. Y'all want to see us fist fighting and arguing and all that. And I don't want to do that. I didn't think that was wrong. Now, what she goes left is, Again, because I think she hasn't had the advanced course, or maybe she didn't read, like, the last chapter, or, like, maybe she just read the cliff notes and skimmed it. She ain't, like, read all the words to figure out how, you know, how she's supposed to deal with situations. So she falls back into what I've said before, what she always does, which is that, you know, snapping and fuck you and fuck your contract and I'm Jocelyn Hernandez and blah, 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 blah. That shit she always does that kind of sabotages herself and quit the show. And I just, you know, I think she just... She falls back on that because she whatever that extra step or whatever those extra tools that she needs to not do that, she's not having them or she's not deploying them properly, and she needs a little help with that. But I did not think she was wrong. Just like I said before, and y'all said I was wrong, I don't care. I'm not saying you need to be... Uh, she was wrong what she did with them kids, saying the molestation and all that, but when she came to that meeting, I think she sat down in good faith. I think she wanted to apologize in good faith. I don't think she went there to fight and argue. I think she went there to say, I'm sorry, and them girls was not trying to hear it, and it was rowdy and aggressive from the beginning, and that girl jumped up like she was going to fight, and all Jocelyn let her know was... You can't beat me, so you need to calm all this down and sit it on down because it's not going to happen. I didn't think she was wrong. So, um, Jocelyn didn't show up. Jocelyn quit the show, supposedly, but we shall see. Um, Melissa and Ariane, bunch of uh, dyke drama. Everybody was like, what's the hostility? I'm telling y'all right now. Um, Mimi, I, I never got that. They were like a couple couple, but I think definitely smashed. And I think Mimi definitely liked um, Melissa until she figured out that Melissa and Jocelyn were close and probably a little bit closer than her. Um, and, and Melissa were, and that she knew Jocelyn for a long time. And I, she got salty about that because anything involving Jocelyn, Mimi gets salty about. And, um, you know, Ariane, I think, if you notice, she don't like nobody that is involved with Mimi, because I think, I don't, I think she got a thing with me, for Mimi herself, I don't know if she necessarily want to be with her, but she definitely got an issue with Mimi having, because she ain't like, um, Frankie Lyman, she ain't like Melissa, um, she had a good reason not to like Nico, but, she, but I just, you know, Ariane got a problem with everybody, so, um, that's what that was all about, and Melissa was wrong for saying what she said about Ariane True, but, I don't know, I, I, that's that was it was it was more there than that because that was real hostile. Um, Melissa was looking like Cicely Tyson. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't really know who I believe. Like I, Melissa does seem like annoying and she's incredibly corny, incredibly corny. But Ariane just seemed a little bit extra upset for the little bit that had went on, and I don't really think nobody was saying what it was, which was that you know, Mimi seemed real mad about Melissa and Jocelyn. Um. What else? Uh, Mama D and Ernest, but I, I ain't had no interest in that. Um, and that other girl, Mimi, lovely Mimi, she called her a marionette doll, which is funny. Um, Carly Red got into it with her, and, and Carly Red got into it with everybody. Um, Carly Red is corny. Um, so I, you know, that was it. That was the highlights of that. I ain't care about all that. That nail salon cast, those extraneous people, they cannot be on the show. For all I care, I wouldn't. It wouldn't make a difference to me. Um, Queen Sugar, my favorite show. Um, 
what happened on the last episode of Queen Sugar. So they got the rod or whatever that was that they had an issue with the sugar. They got that off, but Darlene got fired, of course, because she left her job like a dummy. Um, Aunt Vi and Hollywood, they decided that Aunt Vi going to try to start her own business. But it didn't get started off too well because, you know, she made the pies. And, you know, when you first start, you, you know how it is. Like, it's hard to get on and people don't, don't want to take a chance on you. Well, see if somebody else takes a chance on you. Then if you be successful, I'll take a chance on you. And, you know, you keep getting that answer and you never can get started. But I think Vi going to be all right. But she seemed a little discouraged. But, you know, she should be all right. Um, Charlie is trying. Um, so the big thing that happened. So I've said before, like, Ralph Angel is starting to annoy me a little bit because, I don't know, he's just so basic, right? Just, he, so he showed I'm by the will. Now he's starting to feel himself because he thinks that, you know, the property is his because he got this handwritten will. Not going to get into will, uh, estate law with y'all, but just because you find a handwritten will somewhere, that don't mean that that will is going to control it always goes by intent, but intent is just that, intent, and just like somebody could say, well, he may have wrote this will, and it may be dated later, however, he never took it to the uh, to the uh, lawyer, the one that he left at the lawyers, the one that left it to all three of y'all, so that could show his intent, it's all kind of things, so that's what I'm by was trying to tell him, like, look boy, if you want to start this, I hope you're ready to follow it through, because it might not go how you think, and just because you got this little piece of paper, that don't mean that that's going to control. Um, Partic- you know, it's all kind of things. They'll be like, well, you know, y'all was in the hospital with him, right? Did he say anything about going to find this piece of paper? Did he say anything about you getting the pro- You know, all, ki- all kind of stuff. So, um, because the Landrys had tried to come on their land before and, and blew, I mean, and Ralph ran them off with a gun, the Landrys, of course, called the police because they know he's on parole, probation, whatever, and was like, yo, you know, they shot at us. So the police come, and they want to search the house for this weapon, and Ralph Angel standing there looking stupid because they like, yo, we taking you to jail because we heard you was firing this weapon. And Charlie come to the rescue and she like, look, sir, it was not him. It was me. You know, I'm not from here. I'm from Los Angeles. I've been down here. saw these animals and critters. And, you know, I saw a snake and a gator and I just got scared. And I just, you know, I don't fuck around. I just be shooting that shit. So it was me. So the cop was like, well, it's a violation for him to just be in the house with this rifle. Charlie turns on the charm. She like, you know, uh, Ralph Angel, like, I didn't even know that rifle was in here, Charlie turns on the turn on the charm, like, sir, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize that, you know, like I said, I was just scared, y'all know me, I'm not from here, these guys are, and, you know, she turned on the charm, and Charlie's beautiful, I call him a pretty face, so she did the smile, and, you know, was charming, and she knows how to talk to, you know, the officers, and so they, they said, okay, they took the um, rounds out the gun, and they left, so, she got Ralph Angel out of that because Ralph Angel's black ass, make no mistake, was about to go back to jail because he does simple ass shit like that and getting Darla fired and just all the dumb shit he does. Um, he made up with uh, Micah for, you know, gra- grabbing him up for sl- uh, slapping blue. Um, Charlie's trying to get her own house, but what's his name? That um, her boyfriend was telling her, like, yo, sis, like, you over here getting this highfalutin' fancy-ass house, but you want these farmers to, like, put their life on the line and risk their risk livelihoods and come with you, and you out here living fancy, you need to show that you, you know, down to earth with them. Now, listen, Remy, that's his name. I understood what Remy was saying, but my, y'all know me. My philosophy is, I don't see why I got to be dirty and raggedy and living this old bitch bitch ass place to show I'm down with y'all I can show I'm down with y'all by having this farm and being out here and doing what the fuck I said I was gonna do that's how I show I'm down with y'all I don't know why I got to live raggedy but I understand imagery and and, and messages sent and all that so I got what Remy was saying but I also got what Charlie was saying too like look I I'm not from here. I don't, y'all grew up in this dirt and this shit. I did not. I'm from Los Angeles. I grew up nice and glossy and um, this ain't my shit and I really would like my nice central air and my beautiful house and my cable TV and I don't see what's wrong with that. I don't see why I mean I ain't a farmer. I'm out here every day. When y'all line up, I'm here too, right? When the sun go down, I'm here too, right? I'm digging with y'all. Like, that's what, what else? So I get it, but they finally convinced her, like, images matter, looks matter, you don't want to look like you the queen sitting over here with, you know, a bunch of field hands on your, on your property, so whatever she, uh, sorted that out 
Um, anything else happen? Uh, I don't think so. With Darla and um, Ralph Angel, she got fired. I'm not sure if she told Ralph. Oh, no, I don't think she told Ralph Angel. She's still going to her meetings. I still think Darla going to relapse. Um, there was a scene I missed though, and I meant to watch it again. Darla, did she throw the wheel in the trash? Darla did something with some paperwork that she wasn't supposed to do. And, um, it caused an issue. But I missed that part. So, if anybody can let me know what it was, um, let me know. But it was, like, something that she should not have thrown out that Ralph Angel flipped out about. Um, okay. Moving on. This is running along to Queen of the South. Hopefully, I got y'all to watch Queen of the South. Um, this this last episode, yo, Teresa be going through it. Really, really good. So, Epifanio and Camilla are, Camilla are still going back and forth with this war. Camilla's still trying to get a steady supply of cocaine because Epifanio, who's her husband, who runs Mexico, who was giving it to her, is not giving it to her anymore because they beefing and they getting divorced. So, she got to find a new steady supply. So, she gets word of this dude in Bolivia named El Santo who has this really pure cocaine. So, she sends Teresa, James, and Weddo down to try to find this dude to Bolivia so they go down to Bolivia but they find everything but El Santo, they run into um, Weddle's ex-girlfriend which I told y'all about who was mad at Wero so she turned him into this cop who's trying to run the drugs out and the cop is fucking crazy and um, almost killed, kills the girlfriend, almost kills Teresa, pushes her in the pool, tied to the chair, she about to drown but they pull her out she wakes up hogtied, they with some kind of, her, James and Weddle is with some kind of crazy ass cult Turns out it's this El Santo guy who they've been looking for. Um, and he's, you know, they trying to, basically they trying to get El Santo to get him the cocaine so they can get out. He's some kind of, got some whole kind of cult. He doing all these, like, rituals and shit. And tell her, Teresa, she got to come into herself and pick her name and all of this and all of that. Because he said that, he, um, you know... They owed him a blood sacrifice because um, when they got ambushed, they lost some of his men. So he was like, "You got to pick which one of y'all is going to die." So Teresa picks herself because she's like, "All right, I'm going to pick me." So El Santo's like, um, "Okay, it's not going to be you, but we going to do this." And he puts her through this like little voodoo santeria ritual, whatever. Calls her back, and um, you know she has to choose her future, and so it goes through these scenes where they get they get um, ambushed by this cop, and the first scene, Weddle dies, and the second scene, James dies, um, and I was so happy when Weddle died, because I'm tired of Weddle, I don't trust him, I think he's a rat, I, he's, um, I just like it, I just don't think, I just don't trust him, um, but it turns out they showed both versions, um, neither one of them died, but old girl, the cop, tried to kill Teresa again, Teresa went off into the woods, figured out it was an ambush too late, Over ran up on her with the knife and was trying to choke her and shit and while she was trying to choke her um, and I told you all through, so all through the show it's about how she gets to be the kingpin so when situations, when she get in tight situations her future self, who is the kingpin will always appear to her and be like, come on girl get shit together, or you know, what you gonna do you just gonna lay here and die, whatever and so that's what happened, her future self came to her and was like, yo, you gotta choose you either gonna live, or you gonna die, what you gonna do here and so Teresa just gets fed up this girl trying to choke her and shit, and she like fuck this, and like beats the, beats the woman with the, the board and beats and kills her and like finally, cause Teresa be going through it, and, you know, she be trying to, she trying to hold on to her humanity, her humanity, I guess, and trying to hold on to, you know, not try to hold on, but, like, she, she don't want to turn into an animal, and she's not just trying to kill people to kill people, she's trying to do basically what's right, but she, you know, she ain't no dummy, but she finally, finally, finally just was like, look, if I'm gonna be a goddamn drug dealer, this, I'm gonna have to kill some niggas, you're gonna have to crack some eggs and make some omelets, and bitch, I'm about to crack your skull, cause get the fuck up off me, so, that was that episode, she finally just snapped and killed that girl, so they got the coke from Santo, and they're gonna take it back to Camilla and so um, hopefully you know, we'll see what happens next in the meantime, old boy who I told you who likes Teresa and looks out for her was Camilla's bodyguard um, killed the dude who tried to um, so a dude tried to kill Epifanio and Epifanio thinks it's Camilla, so Camilla had to show that it wasn't her, so she was like, look, 
you my husband, you fought, we beefing, but you the, my, you my ex-husband, you the father of my daughter, I would not try to kill you, I did not try to kill you, I'll find out who did. So she finds out who did, and have um, her bodyguard kill him. So her bodyguard was like, well, I'm the godfather of her, of his kids, I, I you know, I know him, she was like, well, so what, I need to kill him. So dude was like, okay, <laughs> so he went and killed him, like, like it was no big deal. <laughs> It was it was a good scene. He got he set him up in the in the whorehouse. But so that's where we're at now. So they finally got this code. They're back from Bolivia. Um, Camilla has a connection. She signed the divorce papers for Epifanio. So Epifanio knows he's not coming back. They still beefing, and um, they don't know who the rat is though. So Camilla's on the look for out for this rat, um, and we're gonna see what happens. I think it's Weto, but it would be a, a huge plot twist for it to be James. Um, so I'm still woke for it to maybe be James, but I just, I don't know if it's James. I just feel like it's Widow. And even if he's not a rat, I just don't trust him. Because he already, you know, he already was going, was going down now to the feds. Alright, so, that's Queen of the South, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. So, Game of Thrones is back. In case y'all didn't know, I am House Targaryen. Daenerys Targaryen, first of her name, Queen of the Andals, I'm not running all that shit down, Mother of Dragons, Crosser of the Great Grass Sea, Breaker of Chains, all that shit she be saying when niggas get her hype. Yes, she has landed in Westeros, she has landed at Dragonstone, which is her ancestral home, she got all the world with her, she got the, she got the, uh, High Garden with her, she got the Sand Snakes with her, she got the Ironborn Navy with her, she has the, um, Dothraki with her, she has three dragons, she is the rightful queen and listen niggas, I am tired of explaining this to you on Twitter, you niggas don't Google you niggas don't understand secession people keep telling me George Marl does it different, no he doesn't, his secession rules that he follows in the Game of Thrones series are the secession rules that everybody follows and they are these. Just because you are a male born, that does not mean you are the rightful heir to a throne. You have a king and you have a queen. The first born son, yes, will be the prince. However, sometimes you don't have sons. Sometimes your eldest is a daughter. And if that is the case, then your eldest will be the queen. Okay? If Now, if you have, in this case, in Game of Thrones... What occurred was they had the Mad King and they had the Queen and they had Prince Rhaegar. And the and the um uprising came and they killed the Mad King. However, when you are a king and you are a prince, in order for a prince to inherit the throne, the king has to die and then the prince gets the throne. If the prince predeceases the king, then they are out of the line, they are out of succession, they never inherited the throne. This is what occurred in Game of Thrones. Prince Rhaegar was killed first. The Mad King was killed last. The Mad King was on the throne when he was killed. He was the king. The prince dies. That's it. He is snuffed out. So then you go down for the next heir is the next person born, which would be Darnarius. You don't skip. First of all, John is a bastard, and bastards cannot inherit. But let's say he was a fool born son of Prince Rhaegar let's say that's what it was you don't skip down to John just because he is a male he is not in line because the king's children are the order of succession and order in birth so first it would go Rhaegar who is dead so once Rhaegar is dead you don't skip down to his son you go to the next child which is Daenerys Daenerys Targaryen is the rightful queen to the throne of Westeros because she is the daughter of the king and she is the only surviving child of the king at the time that he was murdered so it is Daenerys Targaryen the only way that Rhaegar's children can inherit is if he had inherited the throne which he did not works the same with Robert Baratheon the reason why Stannis was never going to be the king was never the rightful king because Robert Baratheon was a usurper so they killed the mad king and they placed the king on the throne once you sit on the throne you are the king yes now it begins with your line but it begins with your line going down because you usurped the throne. You didn't you didn't inherit the throne from your father or your mother who was the rightful king. You usurped it and you took it over. It is yours now. So you pass your title down through your children, which would have been Joffrey. It doesn't go out to your brothers and it doesn't go up 
to your brothers. It doesn't work like that because you 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 cut off that line. So you begin the line. So you can't big brother your way. Oh, I'm the oldest brother. No, I took the throne from the right from the rightful king. I am now the king. So now my children inherit. This is how it works in secession in royal families and it's how it works in secession here and wills and estates every states do it a little bit different how they break it up but that's how it goes it goes down it doesn't go out and then if it can't go down then it will go up so in other words say in Cersei's situation where all her children are dead it Okay, so she doesn't have any children. She doesn't have any. She has Jamie as a sibling. So we go out to Jamie. Let's say Jamie was dead. He doesn't have any children. So you would have to go up. They don't have their parents are dead also. So their line would kind of be wiped out. That's how it works. Jon Snow is not the not heir to the throne of Westeros, number one, because he's a bastard. And unless you are made legal, like Ramsay Bolton did with his son, you cannot inherit the throne. That's why Ramsay killed his sister, because the whole reason Ramsay did all that is because his, his father made him legitimate and told him he would give him his properties until he had the son by his younger wife, and then he's the legitimate son by his younger wife, and then he said, fuck you, I'm giving it to my younger son, and that's why Ramsey fed her and that and the son to the dogs, because if he had not done that, he would have lost everything because he's a bastard, and he can't, he can't, you can't inherit the land because he had a legitimate son through his wife. That's why he fed that woman her babies to the dogs, okay? Jon Snow is, is Khaleesi's nephew. That is her older brother's son that is her nephew she is the daughter of the king she is the rightful heir going down from the Targaryen line all the way back to the first men to the throne of Westeros that's how it works not Jon Snow got it? good um so this first episode was great I thought the scene with Khaleesi landing with all silence no words, sis just saw her castle, saw her and, and if you don't read the books and you don't know that she was torn away, she was born on Dragonstone, she was the one born of fire that's what Melisandre she got the vision right, but she got she didn't read it right because nobody knew about Daenerys, they snuck her out, they thought she was killed, so Stannis was also born on Dragonstone during a storm so that's why Melisandre thought that it was Stannis because she did not know about Daenerys, she thought she was dead so she had no idea that she is the one. And then she saw Jon Snow, and she so she, it's not that Melisandre gets the vision, she just didn't know who it was. So we see Danny arrive back in Westeros. This is her first time seeing what she's never seen this land. She left when she was very young. So it is a child bride. So now she comes back, and she's been gone and conquered half the world, and now she's back home. We see her touch the sand. We see her walk up to her, her ancestral home that her family has owned for thousands of years back, her dragon carvings, we see her taking it all in we see her walking up to her looking at the throne that her people have sat on since all the way back to the beginning, that's her throne now, and it was just a great scene and you know, the way they showed how Missandei and Tyrion and, and, and Grey Wolf and everybody was holding back to let her experience it herself, like yo let her go, because you know, this is what she came here for, and she went all her life for this, it was just an awesome scene you know, her, she goes up to the table where Westeros is carved out, and it was so magnificent because they, they contrasted it against Cersei because Cersei was doing the same thing she has her map on the floor, and they contrasted, you know, how Cersei was, basically had to under, ask Jamie, okay, well where would she land? Jamie said, well she's going to land at Dragonstone because that's her ancestral home, the, the, the waters are very deep, that's where she's going to land, it was just Khaleesi, who if you read the books, know is very young. Khaleesi is like maybe 16 at this point. She's very young. Young queen and just so much more savvy and, 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 and ready for this than Cersei is. Even though Cersei's a thug, we know Cersei will clap back, but Cersei plays checkers. She, you know, she doesn't think ahead and, and, and Daenerys is just she's just so much more sophisticated. And all you niggas talking about Daenerys is not a... I don't know what show y'all watch. Um... She's an incredibly good leader. She don't have all those people following her and bowing to her, and even Tyrion, who don't, who is very skeptical of everybody, acknowledging her as queen. You don't get that kind of response from people by being weak and not being a good leader. Okay, so I, I don't, I don't know what y'all are talking about with that. Um, she always makes the hard decisions. She's strategic. 
Um, when she doesn't know, she waits. Contrast with Cersei, when she doesn't know, she reacts. And she usually reacts in a way that backfires on her because she doesn't think and she doesn't do research and she doesn't strategize and she doesn't, she thinks she's smarter than everybody else. So she thinks that the way that she sees things is the way they are. And she doesn't ever contemplate that maybe somebody else may be plotting too, as the Sand Snakes are, as the Tyrells are, as uh, Littlefinger is, as, you know, Tyrion was. Like she, ne- Varys always is, uh, as Pycelle was. You know, that's, she never. It's just a great contrast. I, I will give Cersei that Cersei is not a punk. Cersei will clap back. Cersei has been on these corners. You cannot underestimate. The reason why Cersei has gotten as far as she has is because people underestimate her. They have decided that she is just who she is because she's Tywin, Lannister's daughter, and that Jamie is the great swordsman and the dwarf, and, and Cersei is just this pretty girl who's been married off, and they don't understand that Cersei will kill you. She not joking around. She not for play play. You cross her, she will kill you. Um, and that's how she's gotten as far as she had because people have underestimated. And the only person who really knew that she was that way was her father. And that's why he wanted to send her away because he knew that she would just, if she ever got anywhere near that throne, that she would create tor- turmoil. He knew her. And so when he died, she was unleashed. And now the only person, and I don't even think Jamie, Jamie's now realizing what it is, but I don't even think Jamie knew quite how ruthless she, he knew what she was capable of, but I don't think he knew when, that she was really gunning for the throne. I think Jamie just thought that Cersei just wanted to be queen through Joffrey or whatever. I don't think, Je- I don't think Jamie realized until he got back to King's Landing that Cersei wanted to be in that throne. And that was her goal the whole time. She was going to sit on the ground, not Robert, and not nobody else. Her. I don't think she. I don't think he was aware of that. Um, yeah. So it's going to be lit this season, man. Whew! Daenerys Targaryen is coming. I don't. I don't. Um. I think, so I'm going to put my, I've said my prediction on Twitter, I'm going to say it on here, because I don't want nobody to say I didn't call it, so the, the prophecy was that, that Cersei would be killed by her younger brother, but as we know, Melisandre does, she gets the prophecies, but she doesn't always read them right. I think that Arya Stark is going to kill Cersei Lannister, as she has on her list, with Jamie's face. I think she's going to get Jamie's face because it's not. The people keep saying it's not going to be Tyrion. It's going to be Tyrion. It's not going to be Tyrion. Cersei don't trust Tyrion. Tyrion would never be able to get close enough to Cersei to kill her. Okay, Cersei is 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 not that stupid. She would Tyrion would never be able to get that close to her. It would be somebody that she trusts, somebody that she would let near her. It's going to be Jamie, but it's going to be Arya Stark with Jamie's face. I said it here. Watch. Jamie is not going to be able to kill his sister as we know Jamie has a soft side and Jamie was incredibly even with the Mad King a huge part of his story is he was incredibly conflicted about doing that he didn't like being called the Kingslinger he doesn't like that people look at him as the guy who stabbed the king in the back That's a, it was very shameful for him but he had to do it he's not going to do that again he's not going to do it it's not going to be Jamie it's going to be Arya with Jamie's face that's my prediction. Um, so it's going to be a great season. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait till Cersei gets a look at these dragons. That could, I can't. I, I have a. I don't know. I have a prediction about Cersei's prophecy. As we know, you sometimes they you know they they give it to you, but they flip a little bit. And Cersei's prophecy prophecy was that she would end up dead. But as we know. The White Walkers are dead. And now I'm wondering if Cersei is going to be the Ice Queen. Is Cersei's real prophecy that she joins the Army of the Dead? That's my that's my uh, prediction. I think Cersei is going to be end up being a White Walker Queen. I don't know how it's going to end, but I just know Daenerys Targaryen is going to sit on the throne of Westeros on the Iron Throne because it's hers. And um, Cersei's ending is going to be interesting, though. We shall see. Um... And I also think that um, maybe the story didn't really turn out the way we think it does and that Sam is actually narrating the whole thing because he's the only one that survived. But we shall see. Maybe winter has come and 
you know, they everybody got wiped out and they survived the winter. And now Sam is telling the story, you know, hundred however many years later, and just recapping the last time since Summer was there. That's what I kind of think. Um, all right, so that's it. This episode uh, one eleven. Thanks for asking, Kells Radio. Um, uh, the, uh, let me give y'all the email, which is at thanksforaskingpodcast.com. Um, some of you went on uh, SoundCloud and on iTunes and rated me. Thank you so much. Because m- more you do that, please make my shit hot. Make it um, like, like, I know y'all like it. Like, just give me some stars. Some of y'all put some comments. Thank you. I'm not really, I've, I've gone back and forth from what, what the ratings mean, but just please, if you can. Um, I, it's my understanding that the, the iTunes has simplified their methods because it used to be a whole bunch of steps, and I didn't really want to walk people through it, but. Go ahead, Ray. Leave me comments on SoundCloud. I read your comments. Y'all can send me emails. Thanks for asking. Podcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter at KMGZ. The, the podcast Twitter is at thanks underscore for asking without the G. Please follow me there. Um, and um, thanks. Hope, you know, hope y'all have a good rest of the week. And I don't know what I'm going to name this. Episode 111. Um, I don't know. I think it's something when as y'all know by the time I post it. All right, so thanks for listening, y'all. Peace.